Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. 25 past 8 on KFM 95.9. Thanks for tuning in, especially those that are tuning in around the country from the Eastern Cape. We're here in Cape Town because we featured a young uh, footballer all the way from Kukule to thanks for tuning in to the home straight. Now, it's 25 past 8 and my colleague uh, David O'Sullivan wrote a fantastic um, a trivia book, a book of sports trivia that he wrote some years ago before joining Kaya FM. And in that book, this was one of the questions. Which South African sportsman has played international football against England's Michael Owen and Frank Lampard? International cricket against Pakistan's Shoaib Malik and Abdul Razak? And international rugby against New Zealand's Doug Howlett and Jerry Collins? This was one that used to stump people on trivia nights. And many would say, "Mm, maybe Herschel Gibbs? Yes, Herschel Gibbs, a very talented sportsman and probably could have played cricket, rugby, football with uh, equal ease. He chose cricket. But the man, the answer to that question is... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's right in front of me. And that's the laughter coming out of Conrad Yanchis. You know, the funny thing is, I actually got asked that same question. I, was, uh, no, I didn't get asked, but I was at a sports trivia quiz evening uh-huh. um, in this pub. And um, a question similar to that came up. And we all, I sat there blank-faced. I didn't know who they're talking about. <laughs> and then I thought about it and I went... I played that. Oh, yeah, I played against Michael Owen. Uh, I remember those guys. And then, uh, but but they, they they didn't use the Pakistan under nineteen team, uh-huh. the, the Shoaib Maliks and that, um, because I actually made my my debut, my senior cricket, you know, back in the day to Standard Bank League. Yes. And my first senior game was a day night game against the Touring West Indies team, and I had. Um, Guys like um, the big fella, Kirtley Ambrose, huh. Courtney Wells coming at me. Huh. And I'm this 15-year-old there standing with his bat to protect myself. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely amazing, Conrad, to think that you were a talented sportsman. And I guess then the question is, why did you choose rugby? Junior international cricket, junior international football, junior international rugby. Why rugby? You know what? It wasn't a... It wasn't a decision I, I, I sat down and had to make and, and I had to actually say, okay, well, um, I'm going to go with rugby now. It was just the way things happened for me. Things happened a whole lot quicker with the rugby. So soccer is my first love. Football is my first love. Tell us about that. And, and, and maybe you can try and explain to us how you were able to growing up do all of these three sports at the same time. I think I was very fortunate in terms of um, my, my, my parents sacrificed a hell of a lot and they, they just they wanted us to stay active as kids and um, they threw me into everything. Um, I remember tennis even. You mm. know, the, 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 the school tennis team was short of a player and I said, no, sure, I'll step up, let's go. What's so, I don't know what's, what's so difficult about this. you got a racket, you hit a ball over the net, end of story, points, <laughs> win the match. Well, I ended up losing six, love. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of realized, well, uh, tennis is not the way we're going to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was playing football since I was, what, four or five years old. And um, I loved it. Um, I kind of, yeah, I played. I was 15 years old, played SA under-17s mm-hmm. with guys like um, Sheppy, Dylan Shepard, uh-huh. who's now at Vitz assistant coach. Um, yeah, and we... Things just started happening with the rugby. Uh, rugby came along. At school, we were only we were we, you either play rugby or what is it, hockey? 
during the winter season. Yes. I wasn't going to play hockey. A lot of my mates, all my friends were playing rugby. So I fell into rugby. And you were playing football at the club? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Which club? Boxburg, Boxburg FC. Okay, yeah. okay. And what school was this? I was at CBC, Christian okay. Brothers College. Yeah. Yes, yes. So there I was, um, fell into the rugby, started playing. A uh, couple of years later, get invited to Craven Week Trials. You make the provincial team for Falcons back then. Went to Craven Week with them. Ended up making the SA Schools team, SA Under-19 the next year. The very same year, SA Under-21s. And um, yeah, a year later, I was in the seven setup and making my Curry Cup debut. So when I say things just happened a whole lot quicker, it's just I fell into the rugby system and, and progressed quicker. But your love for football, as you say, remains. Yep. remains. Was it difficult for you playing rugby and realizing, okay, I'm, things have happened quickly in rugby and I'm headed towards a professional career in rugby, so it doesn't look like I'll be a professional footballer. But had you dreamed of being a professional soccer player and was it difficult to accept then that the rugby's happening, this is where I'm going, so maybe the football dream may not happen? It did. And, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, it was, yeah, it was, if I think about it now and how I felt back then, I'm still, I'm still a bit hot so about it. Um, and, you, and you see and you hear of guys that have gone overseas and made a name for themselves. Uh, and yeah, it's this. You know, it's, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with the way things worked out. And I remember my first, my, my, my last soccer season. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't decide, oh, I'm not going to play soccer anymore. I'm going to focus on the rugby. But I, I ended up tearing ankle ligaments at mm-hmm. training. And by the time I came back from that injury... I was busy with the SA Under-19 cricket team and we were playing Pakistan. So I was straight onto the cricket field. Once we finished that series, I had to rush over to the Craven Week trials. So I was straight into the rugby and I just never went back to football. Mm. It's the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. We are talking to Conrad Yanchis, who's sharing his remarkable story of an amazing, amazing, amazing sporting gift that saw him eventually become a springbok and really you could have chosen out of any one of the big three sports here in South Africa. And when he talks about um, moving through, progressing through the, <coughs> I beg your pardon, the age group ranks, he first caught many people's attention when he made his uh, springbok debut. We were watching um, 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 Herschel Yanchis together uh, some, what, a month ago now, uh, two months ago almost, when he made his springbok debut and it reminded me a lot of your debut because uh, you were also just uh, a, a, a youngish man and um, you made your debut against Australia? No. I knew you were going to say that. Was no. it Australia? That was my second game. Oh, that was the second game. <laughs> that was, second game. <laughs> that was the great game. Yeah, yeah. Was the, that's, the, yeah, that's the game people, you know, yeah, that that's, the, that's the game that put me on the map. Yeah, but uh, t- tell us about that time, those two games and, and bursting onto the scene. Yeah, so... Um, I, it was a weird year because um, I'd been part of the, the, the seventh setup. This was 2000, 2001. And one, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I played the first World Series that they have now with a, with a Blitzbocker. So I was part of the first World Series they ever had. And I'd played a couple of years on the seventh circuit. And then I got called up to, to Cats training back then, to, into the training squad mm-hmm. under Laurie Mains. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I was. I'm training with these 95 World Cup winning players. You got the Yarpi Molders, uh, the, the big names. Yeah. Hannes Stradoms, Henny LaRouze, oh. Peter Hendricks, they all there. Andre Jupez and... Yeah, um, yeah no, I'm playing, I end up playing against them. Yeah. So um, I fall into the system there and I, I find I, I end up in the, in the cat squad. 
And I didn't play much rugby. For the Super 12? For the Super 12, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't play much rugby. That I, I was on the bench most of the season, and I'd come in and I'd get my 20 minutes here and there, 15 minutes, 20 if I was lucky, because uh, that was a powerful team. That, yeah. was, that was when we played in the semis, you know. Uh, so I, I um, ended up, I got an invite to the, the Springbok training camp in Plitt under Harry Fulyun, mm-hmm. and we were there for, what, maybe six weeks. And after the third week or so, third, fourth week, I happened to bump into Jake White, who was the technical director. He was part of the, the, the management team, or he was helping Harry out. And I, and I, and I asked Jake, like, um, you know, what's the plans here? Am I just part of the young development player here? <laughs> am, I, am I just, you know, a Springbok experience, see how things get done? And he looked at me and said, no, Harry wants to play you. So it changed my whole mindset. Now, all of a sudden... I'm competing. Mm-hmm. I'm not just there to observe and, and take in as much as I can. Take a certain box. Yeah. So I, it changed my whole mindset. And I, and, I, and I realized that every training session, every time I stepped onto that training field, it's like a trial for me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have much time to prove myself during, during the Super Rugby or Super 12 back then, during the, during the season. Um, but he, he picked me more on what I'd done in the past with the under-23 teams, the under-19s. They, 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 they were following me. So I ended up in the squad. Yeah, the, the squad gets cut. I'm still there. So I'm like, okay, this is this is this is big boy stuff. This is for real. This is going better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. you know, I was just here to 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 come for the free chow, stay in the nice hotel on the beach. You know, <laughs> Enjoy a free holiday, <laughs> get a bit of experience from the big boys, and now I'm competing with them. And I literally had to change my mindset because now I'm one of those guys. I'm on the same stage. So um, squad gets cut. I end up there for the international season and the French were touring they, we had a, a, a three a three game home series yeah, against b- France before the Tri-Nations before the, the incoming tri- tour yeah, yeah. yeah or, we, or we had two games against France and one, one against Italy so the, I find myself on the bench against France at Ellis Park I don't, I don't wow. get on yeah uh, you can imagine how I'm for Ellis Park for you here you grew up uh, you know in Boxburg Ellis Park 95 World Cup is not mm. so long ago and here you are sitting on the bench for the Springboks at Ellis exactly. Park and UST is there there's so many 95 players still there so I'm sitting there and I don't get on the field okay all good we finish that series and I get I get my chance against Italy in PE I start I come through that game all good I really enjoyed it you know it, it was my little yeah and uh, they were like yeah, let's give him a run against yeah, the Italians yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be nothing you know can go I mean? wrong in that yeah, game we, we should win this one so <laughs> let's, let's play this youngster so I, I get through that okay um, find myself in the Tri-Nation squad the first game I think it was against the All Blacks in, in Cape Town and Percy started that game I was on the bench I didn't get on uh, we lost that game the next game is that game, is Australia at Loftus. And to be honest with you, yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to play because we had Percy, I was in the squad, and Tinas Dalpur as well. Mm-hmm. So now you've got to remember Tinas Dalpur was playing fullback for the Lions also, and mm-hmm. both of us are at the same union. And he was starting ahead of you at the Lions because you were yeah, just a kid. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just slighty from Boxburg. That's yeah. all I am. And Percy <laughs> Montgomery, well, we don't have to talk about him and all these achievements exactly. at that stage. Yeah, he's one of the best fullbacks in the world. So here we go. I'm um, we we in we in camp in Durban, and uh, Harry comes to me the Monday. We expected a few changes to be made. We just lost against the All Blacks, so so there has to be changes. And Monday training, things are going good, all good. I don't think I'm going to play. The Tuesday, Harry comes to me and says, "You're starting." 
So I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I'm starting? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm playing you at fullback on Saturday. So I, I go, um, Australia, against Australia. And he's like, yeah. Did you have a cell phone those days? They were new. No, uh, I, I did actually. I had an Ericsson G8688. Who did you phone? I didn't phone anybody. I switched off my phone. I was panicking. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know who must I tell. or I, I, didn't wanna, I didn't wanna create that outside pressure. I hear you. So I just kind of left it there. And um, uh, I'm sitting in the hotel and now everything is setting in. I, I just realized who I'm coming up against. And Australia was a powerhouse back then. Yep. I, the the Gregans, the Larkins, Joe Roth, Sterling Mortlock, oh, Owen Finnegan. Mortlock. You name them. They were, they were the team. Uh, because the Brumbies were cleaning up in Super Rugby, remember? Mm-hmm. So that was the, 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 the core of their team, the Brumbies team. So there I am in Durban. I get told I'm playing the Tuesday. I start panicking. I, I, I did tell my parents. They over the moon, they celebrating, but I'm thinking, I got a job to do it. I don't know if I'm ready for this, you know. So the doubt sets in. And I remember the first person to come to me when Harry announced the team was Robbie Fleck. And here's another senior player who at that point was the vice captain of the Springboks. And Flecky came to me and he just said, um, Well done, you really deserve this chance. You just play your normal game, we'll back you. And I really, you know, that, that, it was good for me at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah I got a senior player backing me. So I, I, the the week was honestly a blur. Do you I, remember the game though? No, because a lot of people, and I'm glad you said that. I I spoke to Spoon Kosi last week, talking about that magical mm. try, and I asked him what was it like. Do you remember that moment? And he was like, "All I remember was stepping the first person. After that, I can't remember anything. I just remember getting up from the try." Yeah. And people tuning in now, listening to Conrad Janchi sharing his story, going back down memory lane and talking about that first memorable game against the Springboks says uh, against the all uh, the Wallabies yeah. uh, as a 21-year-old will be thinking oh, I remember that game but does he it's a blur it's still a blur uh, yes sure I've seen the the DVD and I watched the game over but there was things in that game that I saw on the tape afterwards that I I didn't realize I'd done or you know when they say you're in the zone yeah that was the the only time I can honestly say I was in the zone these days they call it in the flow the in flow the, the moment exactly deep in the zone i i remember i got charged down within the within the first 10 minutes i had a, I, I tried to clear our line and, I, and I, as i kicked the ball i got charged down and everybody came around me to you know like oh don't worry it happens sort it out we'll, we'll get back in the game but i don't remember that happen happening and then um there was another point in the game when i caught the ball at the back and i ran forward and i chipped over john eels i only saw that on the tape i don't remember it happening and I was like, I just chipped the ball over John Eels. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and, and if we look then at that rugby career, which started so promisingly, and we thought, right, here's someone who's going to play for the box for a long time and have 150 caps. Um, because also you played most of the time at fullback, but you were capable of playing many positions in the back line. When you look back at the career, how do you reflect on your time with the Springboks in particular? I think you know, with, the, with the Springboks in particular... Look, there was always, there was, there was such good players in that squad. I, I, I always found myself behind Percy. And I was happy with that because, yeah, I'm learning from this man, you know. Um, but also, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. And when I say I threw away two or three years of my career, I did because it was, I'll be the first to admit that it was because I didn't work hard enough. You know, you which so, time? Around which time? This was when I was, t- when I just came into the setup. So as a 21, 22-year-old, because... 
I don't know if it's the right way to say it, but things come easily to you. Yeah. Your, 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 your whole life, youth, cricket, you, you, you said it, I played cricket, rugby, soccer for, for national levels at, at, at junior level. Because of your talent. Exactly. And, and you bank too much on that. And then, yeah, I was. You remember the only difference between a professional player and a guy playing club rugby, I say, is the top two inches. It's mentally what happens here on top. And that's what I, I, I didn't adapt. You know, I, um, I took it too easy. I didn't prepare as well as what I could. And it cost me two, three years of my career. But once I'd, I'd got back on track and I started working hard, I was straight back into the Springbok squad. And, mm-hmm. and, the, and it took me eight weeks to make that change. And that's how simple it is. What did you do? I got into the gym. I picked up another nine kgs of muscle mass. I, I got myself a, I worked with a Ghanaian powerlifter who went to the Commonwealth Games. So I started doing all these funny things that they do nowadays. You know, mm. the cleans and the snatches. Yes. Everybody's doing it for CrossFit. Yes. <laughs> we were doing it back then. And um, I got me a speed coach. But what changed mentally? Why did you finally make that decision? Because I got tired of sitting on the bench and being, I got tired of being number two. I, you, can, you can blame whoever and, oh, the coach doesn't like you, uh, this and that. At the end of the day, the responsibility lies with you. And you've got to make the change. You've got to make a difference. And it took me eight weeks of sacrifice and hard work. The only days I didn't train during that eight weeks, and when I say eight weeks, it was um, after our preseason, after the Curry Cup ended, because I was still sitting on the bench. Everybody goes through those, and a lot of professional sportsmen will, will tell you, oh, but I'm better than him. And, uh, why, I'm, am I'm I'm here? Not, why am I Why am I not playing? No, stop looking for excuses. Look at yourself. And that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. It was a reality check. Um, I got into the gym. I got stronger. I got quicker. got more powerful. And it made a huge difference for the rest of my career. Eight weeks is all it took. You know? Wow. The only time I didn't train was, well, I wouldn't even say didn't train because... <laughs> Christmas Day, I had Christmas lunch and I felt the need to go for a jog the afternoon. <laughs> and that's what it was about. Oh, man. Wonderful honesty being shared here by Conrad Yanchis joining us in studio as we go down memory lane, building up towards the Rugby World Cup, which uh, is starting later this month. The Springboks having arrived in Japan already and hoping to repeat the exploits of 2007 and 1995 by winning the Rugby World Cup. Your World Cup, when you look at the World Cup and Conrad Yanchis, how do you feel? <sighs> World Cup coming up? Uh, the World Cup's passed by when oh, you were, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, you got to... I also, as much as I was being honest, I also, I also was unlucky a few stages, crucial injuries at times. Mm. Um, I take the biggest one of my career when I broke my leg. Six weeks later, after breaking my leg, the, the British and Irish Lions arrive. So you miss out on a once-in-a-career opportunity to play against them. The World Cup, Percy was ahead of me. All good. Um, oh, yeah. you're happy. You'd love to have been there and uh, been a part of it, but it's all good. And when you look at the team now um, and how they're shaping up, lots of new players, very different to a Springbok side that you were mm. part of, but uh, lots of guys with under 30 caps going to a World Cup what's your feeling? I think you know I know Rossi I know Rossi well I've played with him um, I've, be, I've been coached by him so he's I, a guy who studies the game intensely big time you know Rossi is a guy that took out a second, a second mortgage on his loan so that he can buy analyzing equipment to analyze the opposition wow. even while he was playing <laughs> so he's always been into that and um, 
if you just if you work hard and you do what he says, um, nah, you 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 come out on top. So with the whole experience thing, I really don't see it being a problem. Mm-hmm. I think we've um, we've 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 worked. He's got such a good squad that um, no, we I, we're probably one of the most capped international teams out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stress about thirty caps or under. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the All Blacks. Good or a bad thing to have them first up? I think it's a good thing. I think they are so scared of us. I spent a lot of time with the Kiwis boys. Um, I still play a lot of tens around. Yeah, you and Bob's as well, tens and yeah. sevens and had no, a lot no, of- we still play a lot of tens <laughs> around the world, and yeah. and a lot of them are my teammates. And when you understand what the All Blacks and how they think, or what they think of the Springboks, they scared of us. They know they can beat you for the last ten years, but every game that you play against the Springboks, the All Blacks know they're in for it. And I can tell you now, they. I, I think we're in a better position than than them right now. Mm. They they I think they they more panicking more than what we should. Yeah, and they haven't had the best uh, last preparation. Yeah, yeah, preparation for the world. So there's Cup. a lot of things going through their minds as well. Whereas we 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 riding the the wave right now, and it's a good thing that maybe they not number one in the world anymore. And oh, just fly under the radar. Yeah. Oh man, what a refreshing conversation. Conrad Yantis, you'll definitely be back here again soon. And we hope for you to share your knowledge with us and the youngsters, some refreshing honesty about what it takes to be a professional sportsman or woman. And um, importantly, looking at yourself in the mirror mm. and making the best choices for yourself. Conrad, thank you so much for joining thank us you. in the studio. It's been an absolute pleasure. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.